Section fifty seven, volume three, chapter twenty three of Mrs. Armitage or Female Domination by Mrs. Gore. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Helen Taylor. Chapter twenty three. O oh, terror, what hath she perceived? O oh, joy, what doth she look on? Whom doth she behold? Wordsworth it was with some difficulty that mrs armytage could persuade herself as she sat at breakfast between her two children the following morning that all this happiness was not a dream that they had really quitted their cheerful home their friendly neighbourhood their beautiful children to minister to her comfort the mystery of the sudden arrival was readily explained an english surgeon summoned from florence to attend her in a painful crisis of her disorder had accidentally related her melancholy and precarious situation to the ambassador to whose household he was attached who being a kind-hearted and conscientious man had judged it right to communicate to lord armytage with whom he was intimately acquainted the lamentable position of his kinswoman the result may easily be inferred from lord armytage the sad intelligence went straight to arthur and a few hours consideration sufficed to determine his wife to quit all for his sake and accompany him on his pilgrimage of duty to italy they took with them the most eminent surgical practitioner whom money would induce to quit england on such an errand scarcely slept on their road and reached florence almost in reply to the letter of lord b even flushed as he was by pleasurable emotions arthur could scarcely refrain from tears as he gazed upon the altered countenance of his mother he had not supposed that disease could work such a change on any living frame her dark hair was now silvered to a snowy whiteness deep furrows seamed her cheeks her eyes had attained a ghastly and unnatural expression twenty years appeared to have passed over her head he could no longer doubt that she had reached the last stage of mortal existence i see you are afraid to talk to me of holywell said she to her son in her now mild and enfeebled voice after having exhausted her inquiries touching their common friends common county common country but do not spare me i must not be humoured as i used to be of old nay romantic as you may consider the project it is my intention to accompany you home to die where my father died and be buried where my husband and my child are buried i know though you are too kind to tell it me that the leave of absence you have obtained from your parliamentary duties on whatever pretext can be but short we must not part again my son and if the adviser you have brought me will assure us that at least i shall not distress you by dying on the road a melancholy smile broke over her features as she spoke the sooner we set out for england the better do you think you shall be able to support the fatigue of such a journey faltered arthur do you think you will be able to bear the ordeal of a return to holywell added marian in a still lower voice 
till i have surmounted that trial replied mrs armytage more gravely i have done nothing i know that it is good for me to have been afflicted but my chastisements have been death from above a voluntary expiation is still owing i must do penance for my former faults i must make it seen of men as i feel it in my heart of hearts that my pride is humbled to the dust do not interrupt me i need no soothing of the soul again to mislead me into error let me bear my cross in all patience and humility and let it be my reward that my eyes are closed by the hands of those i love and that i shall not moulder into nothingness in unkindred dust nor could mrs armytage be said to swerve a single moment from her regenerated frame of spirit amid her most grievous pangs she never murmured amid all the contrarieties of her homeward journey she uttered not a single cry of impatience she was now as fortified in good as once in evil the idea of beholding her grandchildren was very cheering to her and as they drew near england and at length near holywell not even marian was more excited by the prospect of their family reunion than the dying woman do not suspect me without reason said she to arthur when for an instant he ventured to jest with her on her grandmotherly tenderness it is not the heir of holywell park on whom i am anxious to bestow my blessing before i die it is on little arthur the son of arthur the grandson of my own arthur and her son was silenced in a moment marian however when they drew near very near home the scene of all her former disagreements with her mother-in-law began to tremble as she called to mind every little alteration effected since her departure every innovation every change a room new furnished a parterre introduced a plantation cleared away she knew that mrs armytage professed the opinion of pope who could not bear that a post should be grubbed up which he remembered in his boyhood and an old tree or two which had been felled for the benefit of the prospect now rose up in judgment before her but these apprehensions were soon relieved by the presence of mind of mrs armytage i have prepared myself to find many changes which must have appeared essential to a taste less bigoted than my own said she as they approached thoroton but remember that no transformation i can find at holywell is half so strange or so complete as that which has taken place within my own mind she herself however had scarcely calculated upon the effect likely to be produced on her feelings by the first aspect of her former residence it was night when they arrived for arthur had so timed the journey in order to spare her the view of holywell church with all its sad associations as well as to avoid the inquisitive glances of the villagers and marian accompanied her at once to her own room her own former room in which not the slightest change had been effected since her departure 
even a few personal trifles which she had left lying about had been religiously retained in their places may heaven bless you my daughter was the solemn ejaculation of mrs armytage overcome with pain fatigue and emotion on finding that her ancient attendants had been sent for and their services secured to her this one night and to-morrow i would fain give to solitude and reflection leave me alone with myself and god on the day following i will see your babes afterwards my excellent friend dr grant the rotherhams the marinhams whom you will to-morrow my dear marian i must be alone on emerging from the retreat thus allotted to herself all trace of agitation was effaced all emotion subdued mrs armytage had wrestled with the evil spirit for the last time and been triumphant thenceforward her demeanour was mild her voice equable save when the anguish of disease depressed it to a faltering whisper dr grant came and though tears rolled silently down his cheeks on marking the cruel change which pain and sorrow had wrought in the appearance of his early patroness his heart soon glowed with satisfaction on perceiving that the good seed which the almighty had sowed in that sterile earth was at length bringing forth fruit that as it approached towards eternity a brighter light had descended upon her soul never had he loved or reverenced her half so much when in former days she dealt forth benefits to him and his as now when fallen in fortunes and dispirited by disease she rose superior to her destinies sustained by reliance on the infinite goodness of god for days for weeks for months she lingered struggling with torment struggling with the tenacity of life which even torment fails to extinguish arthur compelled to leave her for a time in order to fulfil his duties in parliament found her yet alive on his return at the close of the session thanking heaven that she was permitted to hold him once more in her arms before she departed hence to be no more seen fain would she have prevented her daughter-in-law from persisting in an attendance upon her sick-room which now presented a fearful and revolting spectacle but marian would not be denied as well might naomi have rejected the tender service of ruth as mrs armytage those of the faithful wife of her son and this is the daughter whom i presume to despise whom i presumed to reject murmured she to dr grant when marian kneeling at her feet was serving her with almost menial humility then laying her hand solemnly upon the young fair head that concealed itself in the folds of her robe on hearing this tender adjuration she bestowed a heartfelt benediction on her angelic attendant who would have done for me what she has done persisted mrs armytage in a broken voice who would have forgiven me who would have comforted me who would have smoothed my pathway to the grave 
doctor i commend to your love and care this second sophia more happy than the first to have escaped the evil influence of my jealous pride love her my dear friend as i do and value her as she deserves to be valued in these happy dispositions her last days her last breath passed away fearful were her sufferings her best friends scarcely desired the prorogation of her miserable existence and when all was over they could rejoice with exceeding joy that she had expired in so peaceful a frame of mind in charity with all men and all men in charity with her but the remembrance of every painful scene connected with these events has now in great measure subsided at holywell there is not a happier pair or happier parents in the county of york than arthur armitage and his wife the wildinghams and weatherbys are frequently their hosts frequently their guests rainsford in some degree reconciled to his lot has brought his pretty wife to profit by their example and the rotherham family have lately noticed with satisfaction that lord greta appears to be attaching himself to mary grant whose worthy father thanks to lord armitage is now a very venerable and truly a very venerable archdeacon the duchess of wetherby rejoices in the prospect of having the favourite pupil of sophia armitage for a sister-in-law and there is luckily not even a mr wemmersley in the neighbourhood of thoroton to cavil at the disparity of the connection margaret maranham mild and retiring as ever but improved in health and spirits resides in a cheerful cottage adjoining the grounds of wildingham abbey where rosamond's lovely children are her daily visitors their duchess grandmother has neither time nor attention to bestow on them her leisure being engrossed with expatiating on the folly of lady amabel who having eloped last year with lord edward brereton has just now the happiness of sharing his barrack-room at regent's park and the madness of lady honoria who has declared to her family an intention of bestowing herself upon a converted converter of the jews in order to go pilgrimising with him into the holy land the scandalous chronicle asserts moreover that mr quinn having died suddenly at paris where lord downham happened to be passing the easter vacation lady arabella has made good certain former claims upon his lordship's hand and marquisate but the rumour wants confirmation sir leon marscourt meanwhile in order to distinguish himself from all possible marscourts has been empowered by the herald's office to add the prefix of fitz to his new name and sir leon and the honourable lady fitz marscourt of counterfield lodge are entertaining highnesses royal and serene landgraves and margravines comtes and chevaliers at their princely mansion in belgrave square all tarnation grand but it is a happy home circle that graces the hospitality of holywell 
the baltimores and robseys esteem it the eden of the united kingdom the rich applaud its sayings and doings the poor throng in cheerful confidence to its gates all uniting to bless the now popular name of mrs armitage end of volume three chapter twenty three end of mrs armitage or female domination by mrs catherine gore